Five Drive. Catch up. Afternoons, just past three o'clock, uh, nine days into September. Spring has certainly sprung, and so have we. Five days into the Heritage Tour, uh, the Five Drive Heritage Tour, driven by Suzuki's, we set course for adventure with Five Drive and the Suzuki Vitara Brezza. And as mentioned, over the course of the last five days, the winds of change have blown us everywhere. We have met and connected with people in Gauteng, at Marapeng, at the cradle of humankind, where it all began for us as a species. We got on the road, we headed out into the northwest, we met the students there, we parted in the town, went through to Bloom in the Free State, and now finally, we're in province number four already, which feels quite crazy and almost just as many days in the northern cape in the town of carnarvon where you can quite literally feel the wind in your face because it is arid and empty and vast and open and wonderfully beautiful in its own way and i thought this would be a good time if you'll indulge me just to take stock with the team if you've been listening to the tour throughout the whole week you'll know that this idea of where are we from how did we get here the winds of change as we keep calling it have been massively significant and i wanted to know with you, Jude, firstly, I mean, what has this all meant for you? So the winds of change firstly blew us uh, across the four provinces that we've been to so far on the tour. Uh, and during that time, we have heard from so many people who have stories about how the wind has moved them across uh, from where they originate uh, to where they are now. Um, and the stories that come with that um, is very fascinating to me. I agree. It's been amazing getting to visit all the places that we've been so far. And in terms of winds of change, I keep thinking about the wind moving the pollen along and the leaves and seeing the different vegetation that we come across and terrain. Uh, it just makes me think how beautiful our country is. This morning, we crossed over the Orange River into a town called Hopetown, which hopefully was the sign of things to come. So we've just crossed over the Orange River, which provides somewhat of a sense of life to an otherwise very arid part of the world. And I feel like the reason for this being called Hope Town is because everything that's behind us is about to change rapidly as we move forward toward the Great Karoo. We're headed toward Carnarvon and the road is only going to get lonelier and stranger and more exciting as we head toward Carnarvon. It's quite interesting to me, uh, traveling outside of uh, Kimberley, uh, the distinct differential between uh, the what, the fauna um, and you can see the, just grassland and then you can, when you hit the farmland, everything is greener um, and it's a beautiful green, I must say. It's been an incredible drive. Uh, since we started the tour, I absolutely love seeing the different terrain and vegetation that we have in this country and the long road ahead it just it gives it fills me with excitement i feel like pocahontas with whispers in the wind traveling along with the wind blowing and the leaves flowing it's five drive on five fm it's friday afternoon uh, as we continue to explore the people places and hidden gems that make this country great and the five drive heritage tour driven by suzuki tour number six uh, and we've just found ourselves in carnarvon small town well relatively large town in comparison to the rest of the central Karoo, but a pretty barren part of our land and here we are uh, not too far from an incredible project uh, the ska project is something that is said to be unparalleled in the world of science and is said to be something that is massively significant and certainly something that we should care about but we wanted to find out more about why exactly this is the case so inviting onto the show dr tip lady who's the deputy managing director of the south african radio astronomy observatory doctor good afternoon welcome onto the air uh, afternoon thanks very much for having me it's a pleasure i uh, so as mentioned uh, we we're in carnarvon and, and ska is the big 
talk of what is here, um, but I kind of just wanted to peel a layer back. And yes, I, I understand that this is unprecedented from a scientific perspective. I know that the scale of this project is one which has not been attempted. But you know, for for the average person, for the lay person, what is the significance? What, could you paint the impact of something like this and what it could achieve? So something like the, well, certainly the SKA project is a multinational project. Right? It's a global endeavor, and it's really cutting-edge technology, cutting-edge science. And and ultimately, one of the key primary scientific goals of the instrument is really try, try to understand the laws of nature and the laws of physics and how the universe evolved and was created and how the stars and galaxies around us uh, were formed. So it's got some very fundamental scientific questions it's going to answer. But as a result, because it's this kind of next-generation instrument, it's going to be developing technologies that down the line may very well have much broader societal impact. Um, you know, things like supercomputers, uh, big data, and these are kind of things that are used in modern day uh, communication. But it really is a, a, a highly innovative next generation facility that uh, you know, we, can, we, can, we can try and predict the kind of impact it's gonna have on, on the general public. But probably um, it's going to result in, in an impact that we could never have predicted. Things like the internet came out of such evolutions like this. Five Drive on 5FM on the Five Drive Heritage Tour. We are busy chatting to Dr. Tip Lady, who's the Deputy Managing Director of the South African Radio Astronomy Observatory. They do such incredible work, not only for us, but for the entire planet. And they do it right here in Carnarvon. And you'd mentioned the fact there are a bunch of different countries that are involved, 14 different members of the SKA organization. Why is it here? Why is it in Carnarvon? Well, it's taking advantage of, the, of, of you know, one of those descriptors that you use about the rural, uh, the rural Karoo. It is um, very low population density. It's quite a high altitude. Um, and, and what that means is that there's a very low presence of um, interfering signals. Um, it's really the right kind of environment that you want to build a big radio astronomy facility like this. So much like you'd want to build an optical telescope in a very dark location, uh, you want to build a radio telescope in a very remote location. And it just so happens that the Karoo site is uh, one of the best locations in the world. And so when the global community wanted to look for a site to build something like the SKA, they really did need to look for some of the best sites in the world. And it so happens that that the Karoo in, in the Northern Cape province it just happens to be one of those best sites. We'd also known initially, you know, we'd made an inquiry as to whether or not we could come and do a radio show from there. And in principle, my understanding was we cannot have things that interfere with what we're doing from like a from a from a radio satellite perspective. Is that that fundamentally is why, right? I mean, you you, you kind of, as you're pointing out, need as clean a space and as uninterrupted a space as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So. Something like a, a radio telescope will be able to observe a cell phone on, on, I guess, on the surface of Jupiter, for example. Jeepers. So it's an extremely sensitive radio receiver. And so any kind of interfering signals and, and radio transmissions on the site will uh, degrade the kind of science. And potentially, if, you, if you're doing a broadcast transmission from right underneath a radio telescope, you're going to start uh, destroying receivers on the, on the telescopes. Yeah, exactly. maybe suddenly we were on the brink of trying to figure out how the very first stars and galaxies were formed and then suddenly that gets derailed. I mean, that would be a terrible thing to do if that happened. 
Exactly. And, and, and some of the, you know, the most amazing thing about a radio telescope is that what it's doing is it's almost like when you build a radio telescope, it's a bit like building a time machine. So if you can imagine when the sun rises in the morning, it takes eight, eight and a half minutes for light to reach us. So in fact, what we are doing is we're looking at the sun as it was eight, eight and a half minutes ago. Right. And radio telescopes are receiving signals that have been traveling through the universe for millions, if not billions of years. And what we are effectively able to do is we, we're recording signatures of our past. And uh, I always like to kind of describe, you know, one of the potential outcomes of something like the SKA is, uh, you know, in the future, I'll be able to put together a, a video or a, a presentation that will show the evolution of the universe all the way up until today. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's catch-up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.